1: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross dot Fightful.com. This is August 23rd. This is SummerSlam. We are joined by a special guest. Uh, if you have followed wrestling news over the past few months specifically, he's been all over the Orlando beat, covering a lot of the stuff that, that's happening with WWE. But you can see him all over the place. Uh, he is a Spectrum Sports 360 reporter and the host of the Living the Gimmick podcast john alba john how you
2: doing hey man i really appreciate you having me on uh you helped me out hosted uh, one of the episodes of ltg with me a few months back so yeah. turn the favor and uh talk some wrestling i appreciate the kind words and i'm looking forward to this
1: yeah and as i told you before the show like i, I can't fit it in the shot but i will right now look at that <laughs> emmy it's real whenever whenever I need to do the ego check, I'll just slide my mouse cursor this way. And now we have the same number of Emmys in our shot. And I have one more bottle of maple syrup in mine.
2: <laughs> well, listen, man, it's, it's funny because as some people have kind of discovered my reporting over the past few months, a lot don't realize that I'm a sports reporter and mm-hmm. pro wrestling is just something that I cover. But I do work in pro wrestling on the independent scene. And that little gold trophy over there is my ticket to getting kicked in the face quite often. So it's all all good and fun. And uh, you were you uh, were going to be my manager a few months ago. Oh, <laughs> I break down that fourth wall, baby. We were we were going to rock it in Tampa. I was going to come out there. We we're going to get some heat. It was going to be great. One day, Tampa. yeah. One day,
1: I think when Select moves off of Patreon, I want to do just a stories podcast, and I definitely want to have you on that one where. Uh-huh. We talk about what was supposed to happen, what I tried to make happen, because let me tell you, I did not want to work a match with the person I was going to work with, not because they were dangerous, just because I think they would have physically died in the match. It was going to be <laughs> real bad. That is a, it is a wild story, but we got plenty of wild stories tonight because SummerSlam didn't see it coming. Not. Hot dog. I did not see it coming, John. Roman Reigns is back.
2: Well, I actually thought that it might happen, Sean. I tweeted it right before the show. I just had that feeling that you're always looking for the big angle. SummerSlam, they always do the big angle at the end of it. And I figured it would either be some sort of retribution angle or what better way? We, we've been hearing these rumors for months that they've been trying to get Roman Reigns back there. And I think the whole Thunderdome presentation and the workflow with the COVID testing probably allowed them to have their closest sense of normalcy that they've had since all of this began. Roman was able to go home, be with his family, got absolutely ripped, maybe got his teeth whitened too. Oh, he sure did. And it certainly looks like we're seeing a little bit of a shift in the character with Roman Reigns, which is exactly what has been long, long needed. Whether he's a heel or a babyface, the aggressive Roman Reigns has long been the route to go.
1: I cannot wait to talk about that. Uh, Guys, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications, that stuff helps out a lot. You can follow John at John Alby, You can follow me at Sean Ross We You can follow us at Fightful. There's, there's plenty of ways to get a hold of us. Uh, but if you're watching live on YouTube, donate a Super Chat. Any amount gets your question or statement read on the air, and we have plenty of them to start off. Rob Wilkins says, I loved how all NXT, AEW, and SummerSlam ended up. I have to think they're saving retribution for payback. Who should lead them? Dink, Alex Wright, or myself? I think Alex Wright could still go if he needed to. He runs a wrestling school. He
2: can dance, too, so
1: that's a positive. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) he can dance. Uh, And I've made jokes about how short the guy was that got into the camera a couple weeks ago when he's like, this is our house. You might want to leave. Like, he waddled the camera. He was so short. And I was like, man, he had to, like, pull the camera down to his level. It was wild. Uh, Tim Traver says, Sean, making you super happy tonight. Four of my friends already started to grow their hair out to donate to charity. My friends say thanks for giving them the idea. Yeah, guys, check out Grappling with Grief, uh, Jimmy Van's charity site. I walked through the process of cutting my hair, growing my hair to donate it. It uh, it was a good talk, and that the first time I've told that story in full. Uh, Colt Badeau says, Keith Lee, does he join the Hurt Business? Or just Lashley versus Lee to face Apollo? I hope his Raw debut is meaningful. This is something that we can kind of get into right now. I do not agree with the booking of Keith Lee. I thought that if you're, if he's going to vacate the title, the North American title, it already makes it seem lesser than because he did that. He could have been in that ladder match, taken a big spill early on, then come out for the main event, and then be like, "Damn, he's got he's got to overcome this," but he doesn't. Now he's debuting on Monday Night Raw. Did this surprise you? Because it seemed like a lot of people saw this coming.
2: Well. I thought what you were alluding to, because I saw what you just said on Twitter uh, earlier this evening, I thought what you were alluding to is a great way to book Keith Lee, especially because he has his size in his corner to help you tell that story as well. Mm-hmm. With all due respect to a Tommaso Ciampa or an Adam Cole, a, a guy like Keith Lee being in a ladder match, getting the piss beat out of him and having to be that big hoss climbing back into that championship match to get bust, to get bested rather um, by Karrion Cross it seems like a more fluid way to get that to happen. And like you said, I mean, why did we do this this whole unification thing in the first place? It, it really, in hindsight, comes off more and more just like counter-programming, as many yes. expected that it was. I personally would have gone with Keith Lee on the SmackDown side as a big-time babyface and immediately put him right in that picture with Braun Strowman or Bray Wyatt, because I feel like SmackDown, when you watch it, it's a dry show with not a lot of personality, and I feel like Keith Lee would inject that charisma into it. Raw already has Kevin Owens, who they're not utilizing, who could step right into that number two babyface side. That's why I would have put him on SmackDown instead of Raw, but I'll take it. The
1: Dallas Fan 1982 says, No retribution, no Alexa Bliss, two key things we saw for weeks and not at SummerSlam. What was the point then? Well, I mean, Alexa got body slammed by Braun, so I didn't expect to see her. No Retribution, well, I think maybe we did see Retribution in a way. There, the people seem to think maybe maybe it could have been Roman. Maybe Roman could be behind this.
2: Do you think there's any credence to that? Well, the shirt is wreck everyone and leave. And if I'm not mistaken, that's pretty much what Retribution tries to do, isn't that, Sean Ross? Mm-hmm. That's,
1: that's right.
2: That's right. And I'm uh, I'm
1: rather enjoying it so far based on what I've seen. Can't wait to get to that. we got a couple more Super Chats before we get into the show. Dre Horizons says, shout out to my fellow 2015 Bobcat,
2: John Alba. Those Quinnipiac Bobcats in Hamden, Connecticut, atop the scenic campus of York Hill. The mean streets he came (laughs) from. (laughs) (laughs) Pete Gass and I actually went to college
1: together. Yes. Anakin JMT says, FTF got screwed. Thankfully, I ordered my FTF shirt earlier. Yes, Wrestle Talk did completely hose us. Uh, he says, glad to see Roman back. May he save us from the garbage on SmackDown. Hoping I don't have COVID when I get tested tomorrow. Off work till I get my results back. Well, definitely, we hope you don't have COVID. You, Frost. Yeah, that, that would suck. Uh, so, hey, man, uh, hoping all, for, all the best for you. Uh, guys, remember, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. We are about to get into the uh, full review. Dizzy C says SummerSlam embarrassed TakeOver this weekend. Probably the best WWE main roster pay per view for the year. Been a while since the pay per view is this good from start to finish. I don't disagree that this was an outstanding show. I I even joked. The thing I didn't see coming was WWE booking a lot of stuff that made
2: sense. No bad finishes. Things were cohesive and conducive, but I don't think it embarrassed TakeOver. I thought TakeOver was a good show. It was far from the strongest TakeOver, but I still enjoyed it and thought it was a good show. Yeah, I wonder how different
1: that show would have been if, how differently people would have looked at it had Karrion cross not separated his shoulder very early in that match. Like, that did ha- play a role in that. Yeah, Ralph- and if you, if you had a crowd there for the latter match, too. Yeah. What that would have done. Ralphie Boy 8-7 says who is Keith Lee's first feud on Raw? Quite frankly, I think Seth Rollins should be out there gloating and then Baskin is glory i i think glory too versus baskin is glory i think it writes itself and, and i think also WWE needs to bring back uh Acom of aop to like i don't care if razars hurt that's fine whatever but having akum as a part of the buddy murphy seth rollins act would go a long way with a sirloin beef sons of bitch like keith lee as we call them but the show started off with Apollo Crews defeating MVP. This match is
2: all right. But I got to say, I like those new Hurt Business shirts. Yeah, new Hurt Business shirts, a new theme for MVP, mm-hmm. who apparently, I believe I saw it on his Twitter, uh, wrote the the theme and had it made specifically for him. So, hey, that's a little something. Sign that new contract. You may as well get the bells and whistles tuned up, too. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, man, I mean, fine match. I, I worry about Apollo Crews because... I feel like Apollo Crews has been getting this push for a few months now, and he still hasn't quite hit that next level. And maybe that's impossible to do without fans. We've heard that argument with Drew McIntyre. Can Drew McIntyre get to that next level without fans present? I'm curious to see if Apollo Crews suffers that same fate and someone gives up on him.
1: Yeah, I, I always thought that Apollo Crews, the best spot for him would him to be like that fake nice guy. Like, he's saying nice things about you, but they're backhanded compliments. And it's the kind of person that you just look back at and you're like, what did he mean by that type of thing? Like, Vince, would, Vince once told Bret Hart, you're, you're a lot smarter than people think you are. And it's like, okay. I think Apollo would be really good at that. Um, this match was just all right. Uh, a couple spots I loved. MVP releasing on the Superplex. That was very cool. I like that. Apollo 1 with the toss power bomb, where it looked like MVP was going for the, the play of the day. But you mentioned the, the new theme. It can't be easy to move on from Silk the Shocker. I mean, that was that was a real good theme for him, but he did it. I think that was the real story of this match because I didn't think MVP was winning this.
2: No, I, I don't think so. And I think the logic tells you that, especially with the way TV has been booked, that Bobby Lashley is probably the next guy in line. For that US championship. Reminder, guys, donate a super chat. Any
1: amount, get your question or statement read on the air, even if it's something like shout out to feller fellow, fellow Quinnipac Bobcat John Alba, best hair in wrestling journalism slash central florida (laughs) the whole state or the whole part of the the region rather jonathan pine is central florida like where they film naked and afraid though like (laughs) is that the swamps
2: no i think it's just it's florida man that's that's what boils down to if i can shoot here for a quick second sure uh and i i'm i will go into the emmy award-winning john alba character here (laughs) for a moment so I, back when I was in Bangor, Maine, because when you're on television, you start your career in super small, yes. small town America. Um, I won an award. It was a Harry award for the best hair amongst Maine newscasters from getgoodhead.com. And Sean, this is me teeing you up, baby, taking you to the driving range.
1: I'm going to wait.
2: Okay. I'm going to let right. it
1: build. alright I'm going to let it build. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because if you've been getting good head, but you want a <laughs> better head. If maybe you want to pull double duty, if you know what I mean. Blue Chew will get your penis extremely erect and make sure that you are there for it. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But they work up to twice as fast as those other guys. The chewable it gets into your system a lot quicker, so it's ready whenever you are. Or if you're not ready, maybe maybe you've gone back to back. You're trying to win two championships. Eh, I don't know what kind of awards get pa- passed out for that. Harry Awards? Well, well, Emmy Awards. Too. Emmy Awards you're going to give them an Emmy award donging and take it from the dong Lord himself by those shirts shop.fightful.com. This stuff works. This stuff works. It's not about having a problem. It's about having that confidence in your performance. You don't need to be going and waiting in line at the doctor or at the pharmacy or any of that stuff. Not in this environment, not with all this going on. Stay home because the mailman's going to bring it to you. And also, respect to the mailman. Because, hey, I-, I bet your mailman's probably using this stuff, too. He's- I'm, a- I'm a huge Carl Malone fan, for one. Well, I- I'm not going to talk about Carl Malone's sexual exploits. That's for <laughs> damn sure. But <laughs> the mailman that brings you Blue Chew, if-, if he's using Blue Chew, too, he might deliver it to your back door. I don't know. Is he going to handle with care? Mm. but it'll be a special delivery that's for sure use that code fightful get your first shipment free just pay five dollar shipping because we got to pay the mailman as we all know we got to pay the mailman these days hit them up at blue chew let them know you heard about them from us hot
2: dog damn i can't say these things because i'm on the news of course so i'll leave that to you Benny
1: Boy 004 says MVP's new theme is his old WWE New Japan TNA theme. I I didn't get to hear it. I was doing a lot of stuff, so I'm going to go back and check it out. And Depeche Mode says shout-out to Maine, while Cyclops is better than Wolverine says, I'll always root, root for the Hurt Business over Apollo. I mean, it's a circumstantial basis for me. Like, it really depends on the situation. AnakinJMT says, I would have thought it would have been a Manscaped ad so that you want some finely groomed hair. Well, we might get there later. We might get there later. We'll see. But we saw SmackDown uh, Women's Championship. Bayley defeated Asuka to win the title. This went how I thought it would go,
2: and that's a good thing. This was a good match, John. Yeah, we talked about this pretty in-depth on Living the Gimmick this past week. I, I thought that the way that this would shake out is pretty much exactly how it shook out, because, number one... I was a little concerned on SmackDown this past week. I felt like they hot shot the crap out of the Bailey and Sasha angle when they're in the ring together and Corey Graves just goes out of nowhere. So the question on everyone's mind is, are you guys breaking up? Yeah. Like, wait a minute here. Hold on. Subtleties, please. Subtleties. So thankfully, they they, they went back a little bit to those subtleties on in this match. Oscar and Bailey and Sasha Banks belong in the conversations for most valuable players of 2020. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad obviously I'm happy for Becky Lynch that she's starting her own family, but it opened up this spot for Oscar to slide into and she has taken every bit of advantage of it. I thought her and Bailey just had masterful chemistry as she did with Sasha later in the night. This was a hell of a match. They got the pace going, the tempo going right away. I think a crowd would have been super hot for this right out of the gates. I loved it. So, yeah, the thing I, that I haven't liked about the Thunderdome is th-
1: the bright backgrounds that a lot of people have and all that stuff. And I get it. Maybe WWE doesn't want to do the chair thing because they can't show arms going up like this or whatever it may be. But it the NBA kind of perfected that. But then again, the fans aren't really in the shot very much on NBA games. I barely notice them. You, you see more of people, like, like personnel and, and basketball players at courtside but I do prefer it over the banging of the plexiglass at the PC. I was done with that. I was over that. And as as anybody who watches baseball will tell you, the crowd noise they pipe in, I, I just sit I'm listening to games and I'm like, oh, there's the crowd. And then I'm like, wait a second, that's not a real crowd. I think the audio is pretty good
2: so far. They let the audio in, in baseball broadcast, they let the audio just kind of sit underneath, and then yeah. if there's a strikeout, they raise it up a little bit. I worry at sometimes with the WWE broadcast here so far in the ThunderDome that they've had the audio going super loud in some parts during the Sasha match especially the audio got very loud uh, drowning out commentary to a degree and they they definitely turned it up for
1: <laughs> Roman and Drew yeah. that's for sure they, they wanted to make it make it big fight feel there but the Bayley Oscar match was a little bit shorter than than what I expected but really good match Bayley's got that nice new gear uh, Asuka kicks out of the Bailey to belly, and Bailey kicks out of a hip attack, which means that Naomi's rear view is definitely way more lethal based on what we saw on Friday. But uh, Bailey starts to work over the knee, and Asuka had some really, really good spots, like catching the elbow drop of the arm bar, but she's more worried about kicking Sasha, and Bailey beats her off a distraction. I, I also got to say that sunset flip powerbomb that she's doing into the corner, Bailey. Great addition. Great addition.
2: Go ahead. I don't know if you got a chance yet to watch the untold about Bailey and Sasha Banks. So I was at that match in Brooklyn, and I'm watching this thing. Now, I've put together, or I should say I've helped put together a few matches uh, in my independent career. But I'm watching this, and I'm just saying to myself, these two girls, yeah. uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks, are so intelligent. And everything is methodical with what they're doing there is a reason behind everything that they do and you add someone like oscar to that mix you get magic man i just thought both of their matches tonight were great
1: yeah i i strive to uh i strive forever to be in bailey nxt takeover brooklyn shape i've never seen someone just show up just ready like that that was insane yeah, absolutely. she
2: was yoked and then listen bailey was Playing the, uh, the she had the the broom. That she, was, she was Karen Omega tonight, the cleaner. It was great.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. I, for, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, Marcus Ryan says they should move Sonya to Raw and fight on Underground. Well, we will talk more about that later. I get the feeling if Sonya is leaving, and we'll go ahead and talk about this match. Mandy Rose defeated Sonya. I don't think it would be to change brands. I think maybe considering the fact that Someone tried to kidnap her, that she might be taking some time off. But that's just speculation. This is good. It was a little short, but, and I thought that, I don't know that Mandy needed to knee Sonya 74 different times with varying velocity, because half of them didn't look good, and half of them looked a little too good. <laughs> like, some of them looked like they clocked are pretty good, but what'd you think of
2: this? I find it interesting that you say you felt it was a little too short, because I actually thought it was kind of the perfect amount Mm -hmm. of length it's rare these days that wwe executes a story from start to finish and say what you have to say but this sonya and mandy story was pretty well executed from start to finish obviously if they were going for this whole loser leaves wwe no disqualification format to this match you would have liked a few more weeks of build to those stipulations yeah but given the circumstances changed i totally agree with you i think she's probably taking some time off but i'm watching this match and i've watched a lot of sonya's work the past couple of weeks this is a girl who i think and i don't know if you agree with me or not but i think she can be a crossover star yeah. i think she can go out there and she could go, she could do marvel movies she could go out there and and be that next person for WWE. And obviously with the LGBTQ stuff, it's all great. So I I think there's much more to what she can do outside of WWE, but hopefully she comes back because she has proven in my eyes that she's ready to be put in that upper echelon of woman in WWE.
1: Yeah. She told me as of uh, a year ago, she was taking acting classes and it
2: shows, it shows she's really good. She's
1: one of the best promos around. She's awesome in the ring. I think she can be, I, I, honestly, I think she could be the biggest female star in WWE. I fully believe that. Uh, as for the match, Mandy had like a Medusa vibe going with her outfit and the short hair. I thought that was pretty cool. They pulled out a table, but that table was like a red herring. They never used it. I kind of dig that.
2: Yeah, it's it's nice, right? Like, things are a little different. Uh, I will say, as you said, she, she got hit with the knees of death. <laughs> and then and then Sonya just kind of got up and just rolled out to the outside of the ring and got angry. But, uh, hey, Otis comes down just to remind us that he's got that briefcase, yeah. which I, I thought that was a good little reminder, especially knowing that there was a championship match coming up later in the night. Hey, don't forget about this guy, hey, even if programming has. And that's what made me think that Otis wouldn't cash in because usually they want
1: you to forget about it, even to the extent to where they beat the person on TV repeatedly Sometimes, uh, also a couple more spots I liked. Sonya trying to steal the Angel's wings and doing that dragon sleeper with the body scissors. Ooh, really good stuff. Anakin JMT says, "I wonder if last weekend hadn't happened, if Sonya would have won the hair match." I think Mandy
2: might have agreed to it. What are your thoughts? I I disagree. I think it yeah. would have been the other way around. And and she even said in her promo, "like I don't care if I would have been bald, like yeah. it's fine."
1: She she effectively gave away the result there, but. I think that's the thing. Everybody knows how committed Sonya is, and I'm not saying that Mandy isn't committed either. She's been full-time WWE for five years, and to my knowledge, hasn't taken any breaks. Like For for all the people that are... Oh, well, she gets everything handed to her. She really doesn't. What titles has she had? What major wins has she had? This is the biggest win of Mandy Rose's career right now. Uh, outside of her WrestleMania uh, thing with, that, that they had with Otis and all that this is probably her biggest moment and uh, she's worked her ass off for it. I just, uh, I hope selfishly, I hope we see Sonya back sooner than later. Cause I just love watching her work.
2: I do too. She's really developed into her own and, and I do think we'll see her back eventually. I hope she gets everything taken care of that she needs. And as to the point about Mandy losing and getting her head shaved, Mandy's look is a massive part of her gimmick. And if you take that out of the equation, she loses a lot of that specialty. So uh, I don't think that would have been the route they would have gone. Guys,
1: reminder, check out Fightful.com. If this is your first time here, we cover MMA, wrestling, and boxing. But if you just like wrestling, go to FightfulWrestling.com. We've got lots of exclusives up there, like Velveteen Dream with some heat. We've got a video, Top 10 UFC Fighters that could headline SummerSlam. But I'm interviewing wrestlers all the time. Tama Tonga, David Finley. i got Tonga Loa, Tomorrow, Jeff Cobb, FTR. I even interviewed Air Paris, and some of you might go... Air Paris. Why does that sound familiar? AJ Styles, WCW partner. Like I'm always reaching out to people, uh, talking to people like that from the past as well. Uh, we've just got endless content over there. We've got some wrestlers that actually write for us. Jason Kincaid, Taylor Hendricks. Uh, we post all kinds of different videos. We have Jimmy Van, Fightful founder, who went through the world's greatest L.J.N. collection that he owns. Just endless content at fightful.com and fightfulwrestling.com. Check it out. And now our MMA section is really enhanced. We brought on a new editor, Shaquille Missouri, who does great videos, great content. So, uh, subscribe to us over there at youtube.com slash fightful MMA as well. Uh, Frankie Eger picking up a big win this weekend read all about it over there. Jobber, JJ496, Ole Davis, number one fan, TM. Wow. Says JTJ wins. FTF is dead. I brought FTF from Ollie. That is some wrestle talk talk. Yeah, they rigged a voting system up on their live stream and FTF, which you can actually buy this at the wrestle talk shop, which I shouldn't plug on this show, but <laughs> I'm getting a cut. So why not? FTF for life. I'll still be on Quizlemania Wednesday, guys. Raw tag team championships. Damn,
2: this was a sprint. Kevin
1: Owens Owens came out for commentary, but like I said, man, they were going
2: 100 miles an hour here, and I loved it. Well, guess what? If there's four guys who can go 100 miles an hour, it's these four guys. And they always build the Angelo Dawkins hot tag so well in the Street Profit matches all the time. And Montez, man, this guy just has so much copious amounts of it. And his twisting frog splash that he did to end this match – was just excellent. I I do wonder what the direction is for Garza and Andrade because every time it feels like, okay, they're cohesive. No, they're not. And I just, I kind of want, it feels like the old school Bailey-Sasha, they'll do it at SummerSlam whole thing. Like, I just, I hope that we don't reach that territory with these two guys. Yeah, uh, well,
1: this match is one that I wanted to see, but WWE has made me not care about so many things with these guys, with Street Profits, especially. They've had they've got the longest tag title reign on Raw since New Day broke the record. Like nobody's had it longer than like ninety days besides them. So that is, that is a Sean Ross stat right there if yeah, i ever one. Sure as heck is. Uh, one of the things that popped me in this match, Byron Saxton saying, Thank goodness when Garza's pants came off. <laughs> I I laughed my ass off at that. That was so funny.
2: Yes, no. I'll tell you what. I thought raw commentary on the show was great. Yeah, I that I, was I pretty thought good. This was a good showing for raw commentary team. I thought Samoa Joe was the most natural he's sounded yet on on the uh, broadcast table. And yeah, man, I, I I thought this was a fine match. Uh, a couple spots they were moving so fast that maybe things didn't connect all the way, and commentary did try to cover for it. But all things considered, it was a a fine match on a show that we'll probably forget about in a few months, but it was good for what it was.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite things is seeing Montez when he does fly around. You see, like, that stuff when you see when people say, oh, he's going to be a big, big star. When he does stuff like that front flip clothesline and the jumping Hurricane Rana without stopping, amazing. Flipping out of the wing clipper, oh, my God. And then he goes away, the cash out happens, then his twisting frog splash, he just does it so effortlessly, and he doesn't bring attention to it, he doesn't have to pose, like, I see so many wrestlers that are like, bam, shoulder block, and they look down and they're like, here I am, Montez does not have to do that, he's just on to the next amazing thing, and that's that's so much better than, oh, okay, there, there's somebody I just knocked down, their shoulders are on the mat, I probably should pin them but instead I'm going to pose Montez just flips out, tags his partner and lets his partner beat the crap out of somebody. Like I dig
2: that. I do too. Montez just exudes so much charisma and that's half the battle, man. If you can exude that charisma, you don't need to do that posing stuff because the crowd will be so connected to you instantaneously, whether they're in person or whether they're watching at home.
1: Yeah. And uh, Kevin Owens is out on commentary. We'll get back to that, but I just want to say, I want to buy Angel Garza a fruit basket. I want to hug him. I will take a bullet for him because I hate the Alberto Del Rio stomp spot. I hate it when wrestlers sit there and hang on. And they're like, yeah, come on, stop me. Stop me. He goes underneath, I think it was Montez, and holds him up. Thank you, Angel Garza. Thank you. Thank you.
2: It makes me look so happy. Please. It's the little things.
1: It's amazing. Uh, there was also a really good spot where Dawkins hit a spear. Andrade hit a back elbow. Awesome. But uh, Street Profits win. I'm okay with this. they got to freshen up this tag division. Cyclops is better than Wolverine says. Tag division is a joke. Uh, I, I don't know how long before the Usos are back, but I would switch Street Profits and Bianca with Usos and Naomi. I would just because they've... What are we going to do? Watch Viking Raiders work street profits again? No. I don't want to see that. You got to get them off the same show. I think really in the long run you got to get Uso's and New Day off the sh- same show as well. But uh, how do you feel about the tag division right
2: now? I think the both tag divisions are very weak because you have run out of opponents. And you can cycle in and cycle out different opponents ultimately, <laughs> but there needs to be like remember in the days of the Hardys and the Dudleys, it was like you had these teams that you knew could be credible challengers, so you were okay with the Dudleys getting 45 tag team title matches because you knew they were a credible challenger. I don't feel like we have credible challengers because of the nature of the 50 50 ness, and and that that that's hurt that, that that's bothersome, you know, and it it has ramifications as you try to book week to week. Right now in NXT, there aren't any tag teams that are exactly lighting it up. Uh, truthfully, a team I would love to see get a little main roster love would be uh, Birch and Lorkin. I, yeah. I think they are an excellent tag team and could find their own little niche on the WWE main roster. I think. I think if Vince McMahon saw Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch work consistently, he would fall in love with them. They
1: seem like that kind of act, like an Elias, where in NXT you're like, oh, okay, they'll, they'll be whatever. And then in the main roster, bam, <laughs> they work with the right kind of people and they prove themselves to be reliable. And also, you know, you're going to get a good match out of them with anybody. And at this point, the way they've been booked in NXT, I can't ever believe in them. I don't want to say I can't believe in them. I don't go into one of their matches believing, oh, something will come of this for them.
2: But they're so good. They are. So good. And, and I've worked with Danny Burch, too. And that guy is one of the smartest wrestling minds I've ever spoken to. So I would love to see those two get what's coming. I, I, Oni Lorcan is amazing on Twitter calling out Vince McMahon all the yeah. time. So I, I think there's something there. Put a team like that on Raw. Uh, they'd be a lot of fun to be out there.
1: Kevin Owens invites Alistair Black to the KO show tomorrow. I'm hoping this leads to something heelish for Alistair Black. He he lost for the first time in a singles match on Raw, and they said nothing about it.
2: Nothing. Got to do something, right? This guy is too talented to be sitting on the sidelines. I think he's a natural baby face, but he also has the easy heel Mm -hmm. presentation to him. So as long as you're doing something, look, he and Kevin Owens would have a hell of a feud. They'd have a hell of a match. So if that's your if that's the route you're going, awesome. Maybe you eventually get a Keith lee Alistair Black match down the line. Stuff like that's great. So work with it. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. If you're watching live on
1: YouTube.com slash Fightful, also subscribe, thumbs up, tap that bell for notifications. But any amount of a Super Chat, get your question or statement read on the air. Uh, Rob Wilkins sends one. He says, Riddle was hilarious on Watch Along. He usually is pretty funny. And he says, too, I'll miss Renee. Renee Young, finishing up with WWE. Man, will she be missed. One, I think she's a future Hall of Famer in the company. Uh, I think she is second to only Mean Gene Okerlund as far as interviewers go. Uh, a lot of people take take issue with her commentary. Guys, you're not going to find a great third person in a booth these days.
2: Well, it's, it's not that. And, and if I may speak from some experience sure. here with television... Everyone has their niche that they are good at. My personal niche, I feel like, is in a hosting setting, in a studio setting. Play-by-play for me is more of a hobby that I get to do every now and then. I would not be a good full-time play-by-play guy. Mm-hmm. Renee Young's niche was interviewing and hosting. She's great at that. And she herself has said, I'm not a great commentator. It's too, it, They're different animals. They're different roles to fill. And, and I think putting her in that role uh, just... It wasn't conducive to what she's good at. So she's got a great future ahead. She was supposed to be a big part of the Fox Sports division that they were building with WWE. They were building an entire division, and it all kind of fell apart, unfortunately. And she's a tremendously, tremendously talented uh, individual. And by the way, real quick to that, that point about the watch along with Riddle. Don't you think it's an issue that Matt Riddle was on a watch along and not on the SummerSlam card in the first place?
1: Yes, I heard about that last week. I heard he was set for payback, not SummerSlam. And I was like, damn, yikes. Um, but that's also, I mean, they had Jeff Hardy win the Intercontinental title a couple weeks after they didn't have Matt Riddle win it. And you know they're not going to do anything with that. Uh, no doubt. Fightful founder Jimmy Van donating Super Chat. Like, he can't just text me. And I'll read it on the air. He says, John Alba, thank you for classing up the joint. Debating a dress code now. Well, Jimmy, that means you couldn't wear cargo shorts on the air and your Brock Lesnar fight kit. What would you do? I bought him his first pair of shoes that cost over $35, and he doesn't wear them. Let's talk about classing up the joint. Shots
2: fired. You never need an excuse to look nice.
1: Buy one of these shirts. Uh, also, the Donglord shirt at shop.fightful.com. I bet John's got, like, he, he buys he buys an XXXL just to sleep in, you know, like a night shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the XXL just to tie for when you're feeling sexy, and, and you're out, like, doing you and yard chores and stuff.
2: That's that's what we do. Oh, we do. you uh, think I can afford a yard? That's, that's
1: fun. <laughs> <laughs> you do live in a major city. Sometimes I take that for granted right now. Uh, Anakin JMT says, WWE needs to do a better job with Thunderdome feeds. There was a Pikachu, a lion, people sleeping, and a fire velveteen sign. Those are the risks when you put the fate of of things in, in
2: other people's hands. Yeah, and it's hard to traffic that because you could put a delay on the feeds, but then you have to have one person watching every individual. You're going to miss stuff, so it's just the nature of the beast.
1: And Shu Kamal sends a super chat that I won't read and said, said I'll just say FTF. And uh the third part of Rob Wilkins' super chat, he says, Do you think Adam Cole could be the next WWE star Vince talks about on investment calls? I think he could be a star. I would I don't think he's the rock or Steve Austin or even Undertaker, but I think he's he could fit the Triple H esque role there. In that guy that everybody works with and like, in 15 years, it wouldn't be surprising if, uh, who was it, Cardi B was like, oh, I'm a big Triple H fan. And and that that wouldn't surprise me type of thing. Like, I think he could be up there with all those guys. But you never know. I get the feeling that in 94, nobody thought Stunning Steve Austin was going to be the biggest dude in the world. But
2: everybody knew he was a great worker. I think with the nature of the WWE system, his ceiling is Seth Rollins. And that's fine. That's not a bad ceiling to have by any means. I mean, Seth Rollins has made a hell of a career for himself. Do I think Adam Cole has the intangibles to be bigger than that? Yes, he does. But uh, right now, you know, that the just kind of the, the, the system is what it is. It's it's a wheel and it will continue to move with or without you. Hannah Moore says people in Florida don't get yards, Sean.
1: Hey, you know what? I, I don't like a yard. I would just I'd like an updated house at this point the cooter bomb sends a super chat says this is great i never get to catch the show live keep up the good work here's some money uh jonathan Hedman says can we talk about how we've lost renee young and kathy kelly as wdb reporters in the same year and they let dasha go last year and as we've seen on aew she ain't bad either like you might have some some
2: work to do here soon john I have no idea what you're talking about, but I mean, <laughs> but 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 Dasha's great on AW. She's got a lot of charisma, and it's nice to see her get an opportunity. I mean, it just seems like there's a lot of open interviewing spots right now, John Alba. I'm just saying. And hey,
1: we sprinkle some of that fightful dust on you. Denise pops up on a watch along. Matt Riddle gets a contract. They bring back Shane Helms as an agent. Hot dog. They they hire Vince Russo as, as the head booker. No, they didn't, but that it certainly has seemed like it at times. I have an Emmy, so it's cool. It's, it's whatever. You know. K2KYD says, missed everything. Busy moving, but FTF. And Hannah Moore uh, brings up a spot about uh, Thunderdome, and she says, uh, there's a minute to two-minute delay, but stuff slips by quickly with that many screens. They kept coming on, telling us not to put our hands in front of the screen. I thought I would get kicked when I sneezed. <laughs> I would like to think that Vince is there monitoring every single fan. And he's like, no. I,
2: I was told by some fans that they are given direction Cause. on like how to boo and how to cheer. And like explicitly tonight, they were told, this is how you boo. Yeah. Boo. This is how you cheer. Cheer. Reminder, guys, get those
1: super chats in. Anshu Kamal says, wasn't this week the best for debuts? As Roman is back now, do you think Brock will be back in Thunderdome? You've got a new subscriber. Um, I would not be surprised if Brock pops up soon. I don't know if in relation to Roman, but I know WWE does not like those viewers and or that the viewership where it's at, so they're going to try to spike that. And Roman is a big step, and and we'll get we'll get to how much how big it is uh, a little bit later. Seth Rollins defeated Dominic Mysterio. Um Dominic Mysterio and Pat McAfee are making a lot of people look Bad with average matches when they are having barn burners.
2: Dominic was unbelievably good in this match, John. Well, look at his bloodline, and that's that's mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio wasn't going to let Dominic go out there and have a bad match. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Plus, look who they put him in there in the ring with. They put him in the ring with someone who may be one of the best SummerSlam performers of all time in Seth Rollins, who had an awesome, awesome homage with his ring gear. Tonight to Rey Mysterio. I thought this was a heck of a match. They told a great story. They told a great story, start to finish, and that dastardly heel, Seth Rollins, making Rey Mysterio watch Dominic take a beating in front of him and handcuff him to ropes. It was great stuff, man. I thought Dominic was great. A, a lot of this stuff
1: early was putting over how versatile Dominic was and how agile he was flip ups and kip ups and all that stuff. You had Rollins wearing like an ode, or not an ode, more like a taunt of Rey Mysterio. It looked like he was wearing a burn book from, from Mean Girls. I thought he was going to call Dominic a fugly slut at one point, but I love the gear. And Dominic early, it was one of those things, it's like, okay, he came to play. The Hurricane Rana out of the Buckle Bomb, the Tornado DDT... Uh, <laughs> I popped at one point because, and I never would get excited over this in general, but a fan had a beach ball on one of the screens, and I thought that was very funny.
2: (laughs) One of my favorite parts of this match was it's getting towards the end of it. It was after Dominic hit a little bit, and he starts jogging on the outside. He jogs over towards Ray, and you could see Ray be like, slow down, sell a little bit. And it was was, was like, God, that is
1: awesome. And that goes back (laughs) to your point Ray is not going to let him have a bad match. So he (laughs) physically was like, Slow it down, kid. One of those. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Anakin JMT says, didn't like the fact that commentary said Dom was paying homage to his Uncle Eddie. That's his daddy, Eddie. I did uh, get a little emotional when I saw that frog splash. Uh, this is after a big superplex into the Falcon Arrow. Not something I thought Dominic would be able to take. I mean, this... Dude,
2: too many- that, that power bomb that he took... Oh my there were goodness. some gnarly ones tonight man. Ugh. god. Oh,
1: some gnarly power bombs tonight. Like I didn't expect Dominic to take a superplex into the Falcon Arrow and we see Ray trying to decide if he's going to get in there and help Dom and Seth's calling for a table. It, it was a little bit like watching Craig's dad on Friday watching him get his ass whipped. But his dad's like, "Get up and be a man." <laughs> fight, be a man, like one of those. But you know if if his his dad's like, oh, should I try to help him? Should I try to help him? Uh, there's also a good old Sandman-style Russian leg sweep off the buckles through the table. That was cool. Yeah,
2: I was also really glad that they did that little backstage promo earlier in the night where Dominic told Ray,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I don't want you helping out because we could all be picking apart that logic right now being exactly. like, why wasn't Ray out there helping out? Uh, so I, I did enjoy that, and I, I thought that helped make this story uh, a little more fluid. Really did. You see
1: Ray's mom, or not Ray's mom, uh,
2: Dominic's. Dominic's
1: mom coming out, and that even added a little bit of, like, a little emotion to it as well. Dom uh, made the save. He did He did this back body drop onto Murphy outside, and I was like, oh, Damn. But there was the threat of Rollins beating Dominic's mother with a cane. It worked so well. They played off emotion so well. Dom hit the 619. This was full of like really good peaks and valleys. Feel good moments and then just ripping it out. And Rollins got his knees up on a frog splash, hit the stomp, and won. This was impressive.
2: Yeah, I thought what an amazing debut. And to couple it with Pat McAfee's, as you said, they made a lot of people look pretty darn bad.
1: Cyclops is better than Wolverine says, I just want this feud to finally be over. I think it is, but this is a hell of a way to finish it. This was really, really good. Who? Speaking of really good, Sasha Banks defeated, or actually Oscar defeated Sasha Banks. Sorry. Got ahead of myself. I was so excited to talk about this. Oscar defeated Sasha Banks. This happened exactly like I thought it was going to happen, but predictable isn't bad when it's good. And this was good. How'd you feel about this one?
2: I thought this was just an outstanding match. Again, the three of these women just have so much chemistry together. W- w- interchangeable pieces, you know, they, they really can slide right in. I, I, I think Sasha and Asuka have just as good, if not better chemistry than Bailey and Asuka have. And the insane power bomb spot on the outside in, in this match was crazy. I thought, they did the right thing with how they intended to do the finish where Sasha was there for Bailey and her match, but Bailey kind of wasn't there for Sasha and her match. I just wish it had been a little more explicit here. Yes. Bailey still got up on the apron and still took a punch from Oscar and Sasha still got a moving. If Bailey had just hopped off the apron and not eaten anything from Oscar, which screws Sasha, I think that would have been a little more effective but that's nitpicking. I still thought it was really well done, all things considered. Yeah, and uh,
1: somebody, uh, by the way, I got a, a question from Jimmy Van Dominic and Seth. Rehearsed, yes, they did. I was told that they did. But the Sasha Banks Oscar stuff, yeah, I agree. Bailey, the the, the way that I've always seen it was like that. Bailey could have helped Sasha, but she's like, God, I'm too. I'm too worn down. But I thought that would be with the tag titles. And we would see an issue there. But this match ruled. There was a spot that I particularly loved uh, outside of that corkscrew sunset flip powerbomb. I was telling my wife how soft a lot of powerbombs are these days. Not on this show. Not on this show, man. But there was an electric chair. And then Asuka puts Sasha's shins across her shoulders and does like a reverse powerbomb. Goes into a heel hook. Goes into an ankle lock amazing stuff uh the ddt off the top rope we're talking the malenko scotty to hottie spot from i think it was like backlash 2000 maybe one of my favorite spots ever there was this what they call an alley-oop on the old wrestling games where you yank somebody out of the corner but then <laughs> sasha catches oscar midair and hits a code breaker the mm-hmm. spots they went into unbelievable
2: I thought the fluidity between spots was also outstanding uh, in this match. Sasha's really good at that stuff, as is Asuka. And now your eyes turn to what's next for Sasha and Bailey. They'll defend those tag titles next week. you got to think... Well, first off, they keep telling the story that Sasha Banks can't successfully defend titles, which is true. Yes, I she love never that. never does. And now if you believe that they're finally going to do this breakup in the coming months here, Sean, it feels like this has to be a Hell in a Cell match to me. Oh man. So, and they've got they've got the space to do it now. They do. They do. Ah, oh, damn. After
1: all the jokes, saving it for SummerSlam, saving it for SummerSlam. Damn. They're saving it for Hell in a Cell, I think. I think you're right.
2: The irony being, it should happen at WrestleMania in yes, front of people. But, but look, the feud actually—it would be a purposeful Hell in a Cell match. So, sitting in my bed says,
1: "Would you say that Sasha, Bailey, and Oscar are the three best women's wrestlers in the world?" I would say that they're the three best performers in the world. Um, I don't know about like in-ring work. There's some pretty good people in stardom. August 3 says, continuing the trend of Sasha never being able to defend a main singles title on her own. Let this running joke fuel the tires for the Bailey-Sasha split. That's it. If it's a talking point online like that, it should be a talking point. Between those two, it should be a chip on Sasha's shoulder. Let me tell you, if the Sasha stands think it's an issue, then Sasha should think it's an issue. Play off of that.
2: I totally agree with you, and I just hope that they really dig into that stuff, and they play into, Bailey at that point will have had this title for more than a year, and the the roots are there, Sean Ross Sapp, yes, they tell that story start to finish. They've had so many chances with this, they finally might have a chance to get it right. Aaron Entertainment says, "Will uh, who will Bailey and Sasha
1: face at Payback? Do you expect a betrayal there if they lose? I don't know if I. Do you think a betrayal will happen there or SmackDown and who do you, or after that the SmackDown after that and
2: who do you think they face next week? Because I think it, I think it happens on TV. I don't think it happens. Yeah, Payback, man. How and they haven't said anything about how they're going to determine who they're facing." None of that. Maybe- Try
1: brand Battle Royal, that's what we'll do. One of those where one person gets eliminated and they're both out. Okay.
2: Maybe yeah. the Iconics, maybe what what other teams are there right now in the women's division?
1: The Iconics, the Riot Squad. I mean you could say Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh yeah. There there are some teams. Um yeah. none that have been consistently featured. No, everybody gets fifty fifty there too. Uh, B mags 19 says, congrats, Alex Colon on winning GCW TOS two years straight. Yeah, sure. Congrats to him. Uh, Anakin JMT says, shout out to that gorgeous dropkick Dom did. That was another spot that surprised me. That was very cool. Justin Lopez says, do you think they're stalling Bailey versus Sasha at this point until fans get back? Whenever that is, I think they were, I don't think they are now.
2: I think they could have but they've, they've given you between what I said that Corey Graves said on SmackDown and what we saw tonight. It would be pretty hard at this point to keep stalling. I think it'd be kind of cool
1: if they did stall it and then Sasha gets drafted to Raw while they're tag champions when they do the draft, and like they got to hold on to those titles to stay together. Like That's got to be their thing. And Bayley's still women's champion. And that's when I want to see Bayley, like, seeing Sasha getting pinned. And she's like, man, I can't do it anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I
1: can't do it anymore. I got to let her go. But then Sasha maybe wins the Royal Rumble, challenges Bayley. Because that that would just be a couple months later, the Royal Rumble. It's a hell of a story. It is. Too bad they won't do it. (laughs) Too bad they won't do it. Ah oh, man. Throwback27 said if this match happened in Boston, Asuka would get booed out of the building, I believe. But, the but God, these ladies can go. Tegan and Shotzi should get a shot.
2: I wouldn't be opposed to that. This match wouldn't have happened in Boston because if this were still going on in Boston, you would have seen Daly and Sasha yeah. in Boston. So they would have done it at SummerSlam, Sean Ross sat. You know what they have in Boston, right? They have a lot of good things in Boston. Big nasty like- pubes. You know this personally?
1: It's what I hear. It's the the popular rumor is they have big nasty pubes. And you know what? WWE may have may have just taken away your opportunity to see somebody shaved bald. But I, you know what? I'm giving you the opportunity right now to shave your own nuts bald. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But your ball hair is is in control as i say to john alba dressed to the nines for for the fightful podcast the manscaped lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks and tugs on your fellas down low you don't want to be tangling around like like johnny gargano and damian priest with that 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 belt last night no stop it stop getting snagged oh the lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof Uh, much like damian priest title much like that title it was waterproof he hopped in the hot tub with it but he didn't have an led light on there he couldn't see those beautiful ladies the way that manscapes lawnmower 3.0 helps you see your own nuts in the dark in the shower maybe you shower in the dark i don't know but they've also got the Shears 2.0 nail kit. John, how important
2: is it to have beautiful nails as a man? Let me tell you something. I have signed away the rights to my own appearance by doing my own job that I do for a living. And they would tell me firsthand, John, we see all that hair. Go take care of it. And there would only be one way, truthfully, Sean Ross Sapp, for me to take care of it. Yeah. And the beautiful nails help. They help. People see it holding a microphone. They see your nails. They see your nails.
1: They're beautiful. They're magnificent. Look at that. They practically reflect off of that Emmy. And when you use tempered stainless steel tools like tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, medium grit nail files, that'll help you get there. But hey, that's not it. That's not it. You can also pluck your eyebrows, trim your nails in style, but you get the crop preserver, anti-chafing, ba 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 ball deodorant and moisturizer that will help you tame that summer swamp ass, because Central Florida man. But it's got natural hydrators and <laughs> antioxidants. You'll also find a crop reviver, which is a testicle toner. Go to manscape.com, use that code fightful, get twenty percent off plus free shipping. Hit them up at Manscaped. Let them know you heard about them from us. And let them know that I still did their ad read with an actual actual professional on the air. I did not let that dissuade me no.
2: whatsoever. No, you certainly did not. And I am, I'm very much glad that you did. <sighs> Just so people will be glad that their balls will
1: be shaved. you damn right. Manscaped.com, code FIGHTFUL. Drew McIntyre defeated Randy Orton to retain the title. Another good one. But my question is, why did Shawn Michaels film his footage in the cabin of a cruise boat somewhere? He looked like somebody told him SummerSlam was on a boat and then just never updated him.
2: <laughs> it was supposed to be. So, hey, you know, it's, it's he's out there in Atlantic City and the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. But if they had been following at John Alba... About a week and a half ago, they would have seen it. You did break the news. You did break the news. They would have seen it. I'm just saying. You had video of them
1: unloading the damn truck, for the love of God. It really did. Anakin JMT says, John Alba giving Denise a run for her money with these reactions. And K2KYD says, just for your plugging skills, you make it an art form. Hey, if you want to step up your plugging skills, bluechew.com, code FIGHTFUL will we'll get your plug fill in some slots, let me tell you. So Orton avoids Drew McIntyre for like several minutes, then attacks. And when he attacks John, he attacks, like hits the old sing bomb on the, on the table. Uh, but I really loved how Drew worked over the leg of the heel. That was a nice twist. Usually it's the heel isolating the body part.
2: You know why? Because Drew McIntyre is a smart babyface. Yes, he is. He's not a stupid babyface. He does his research. He practices. He prepares. He is a smart guy. He is not an idiot. It's crazy what happens when you book a big, strong, confident babyface. What can happen? Because guess what? Every time Drew McIntyre steps in the ring, I'm like, that is one confident SOB, and I believe that he believes that he deserves to be champion. And it showed in this match. Randy Orton gave him a ton in this match, too. They they have gone all in on Drew McIntyre, and I'm so glad that they have because he has every intangible – That you could possibly want. The intensity was there in this match. Commentary put over uh, the power of the offense. Of both individuals in this match. Repeatedly. I thought this was a hell of a match man. Yeah
1: it was a hell of a match. And the thing is. I I feel like part of that confidence in Drew. Is him also knowing. He's not going to be booked like a dumbass. So he can come out there. And he can exude that confidence. Knowing man I'm not going to have to do some silly shit. Like I'll be able to just. I'll be able to be me, this big, badass Scottish dude who kicks people. Just really, I think that, that really helps him. Him using the figure four leg lock, great piece of business, great callback. And then Orton gouging
2: his eyes. Ugh. Great yeah. way. And, and the video package for this match set all of those little things up perfectly, too. Because they really hammered on the Ric Flair stuff in it. And yeah, man, I I just, I thought this was great. Orton getting out of the way of the Claymore because he had scouted and knew it was coming. Just small little things like that. They go such a long way because people pay attention and people care about those things. And you had two absolute professional wrestlers in this match. And I loved it. I thought this was really great. They built you. they, They slowly built you. And McIntyre got a lot of offense in early on, which I liked. Yeah. It wasn't just a geek selling for 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing. Like Drew hit a future shock. Orton would hit a power slam. They were laying in the chops. McIntyre was busted open. Uh, Orton seems like he always hits an RKO. Always. For better or for worse, whether it pins somebody or not. Not tonight, and I like that. He didn't hit his punt either. He didn't hit any of his finishes. Drew hit like every, or he, he went after everything that he's had in the tool shed. Like the future shock, the claymore. But he didn't hit that last one. Uh Orton lining up for that punt, and Drew just catching him with a nasty powerbomb. Really good, but I like the backslide finish a lot. I, I mean, that, that's the thing. I look back at Survivor Series 95, Brett pinning Diesel after a year with a small package, and I bought every bit of it. I looked at it, and I was like, you know what? Brett Hart is that good of a wrestler. I believe that he could hit a small package on the biggest, baddest dude in the company and pin him. So
2: I'm completely good with this finish and this match. And Drew McIntyre is a big dude, so it's not inconceivable to think that he could hold somebody down for three seconds like that. And also, it's called we've got a pay-per-view next week. We've got to go do another match. So yeah. there's your little finish to get you there. Anakin JMT says, I like the finish to Orton and Drew.
1: Good, clean win that still kept Orton looking strong. Rare to see a win with a backslide. Yeah, and I would like to see more of that. I'm, I'm tired of the... Oh, distraction roll-up, distraction roll-up. I'm so over that. There are so many different pins in this world. Use one of them. Also, guys, use FightfulSelect.com. That is our premium service. I have like six, seven extra shows there a week. Every Monday, I give you 20, 25 minutes of exclusive news that you'll only hear at Fightful on the Backstage Report podcast Alex Pawlowski reviews Raw and SmackDown. I review AEW and NXT. Then you've got Steven Jensen. If you want 205 Live, NWA, BTE, uh, Black Label Pro, GCW, all that stuff, he is there on the Weekender podcast. And then I have a Q&A where you can ask me several questions a week. And that's in addition to
2: me breaking news
1: every day. Fightful. And
2: Go ahead. I, I, I'm a subscriber to Fightful Select, and I think you do a great job. I always look forward... I, I got my personal email set up on my phone. I get a little notification. I see it says Patreon, Fightful Select. Yeah, big And you didn't pay me to say that. I
1: didn't. And, and we've had a lot of people asking, like, when we move off of Patreon to Fightful.com with Select, if that'll still be the case. Yeah, we're still going to do the notifications. We'll still have, like, email set up, all that stuff. We're working on it as is. But go over to FightfulSelect.com. That's the easy way to remember it. It's the most direct way to support us. Uh, you can also support us with a super chat and by leaving a thumbs up and subscribing. Joe Winkle says, "WWE title match was a true throwback finish protects both guys. Hope this feud runs for months. I don't necessarily want it to run for months. Cause I don't like that. I like guy beats other guy. Then they move on. And if the feud is hot, you keep it going. Uh, this one is pretty good, but I don't want to see him do it to death to where I don't want to see the match ever again.
2: I totally agree with that. And, you have to want to see more. And if, yeah. if, if you get to the point where you've exhausted all your options and you've reached the point where you can't evolve anything, you don't go for months. Falls count anywhere.
1: WWE Universal Championship. This is pretty fun, all things considered. Like, The Fiend broke Braun Strowman's neck right out of the gate multiple times. I'm like, damn, man. That's wild. They beat the crap out of each other. And I joked that the thing that we never saw coming was them booking stuff that made sense. August 3 sent a super chat and said, I thought the tagline was just how good and quality SummerSlam would be until the next match. Saw that coming. I thought it was okay. I thought this was fine. It was a car crash. It was supposed to be a car crash.
2: It was the best of all of their matches. But I also don't think that the bar has been set exceptionally high. In saying that, I don't think these two have great chemistry together work wise. Maybe this is just me and this is nothing against the individual personally. I have not connected with Braun Strowman at all, uh, it, probably since the quick heel turn that happened so they could do that match in Australia a couple of years ago. That That's pretty much where they lost me with Braun Strowman. I thought the iron was hot and it was missed with him several times. I did not think he was a great champion. And they tried to throw a little bit of intrigue here. It was best set up that they did this false count anywhere. I think them putting this on in the main event told you that there was more to this than what the finish would be. It was fine for what it was. I have a lot of questions with The Fiend and whether he needs the championship at this point after we've seen the type of book he's had. I think that you've kind of exhausted pretty much everything for him on SmackDown. So, yeah, I, I'm. It, it was fine for me. To me, I, I was more excited about the post-match angle, truthfully.
1: Oh, of course. I think everybody was. And what a post-match angle it was. But uh, within the match, there were power slams that... that- Fiend kicked out of immediately. Braun mowed Fiend through the barricade. Slammed him on the table. Nobody was running gorilla position backstage. (laughs) I was like, okay. Fiend hit a Sister Abigail out there. There was another power slam and a two count. And Strowman starts to cut out the ring. But the Sister Abigail beats him and the Fiend is champion again. A guy who probably should not have been in the title picture at all the last ten months. And has been in there the entire time that he's been on TV.
2: What do you think about them putting the title back on him before what we saw? Again, I I had kind of figured from the start that this would be leading to something with Roman because that was the plan at WrestleMania that, that that's what we were going to get. Yeah. So I figured they wanted to get to that point eventually. So when I saw that he was still in that picture, I figured we might be getting there. Uh, So it is what is again. He's a character who doesn't need the title. I just want to say this on the Strowman front. Could he be any more Big Show right now? <sighs> Dude, obviously, shaving his head, one thing. Like, I thought at one point this guy had a very unique look for a big man, and he has started to look like Big Show. He gets that silly Big Show baby face doing something and then just getting bested by his own efforts. It happens all the time in Big Show matches where he loses. So, yeah, man, that's worrisome to me very frustrating cuz in 2017 he he's and red Roman, hot. he and Roman
1: Reigns yeah he ha- they had the best feud of really I thought of the decade one of the top 2 or 3 feuds and yeah he was the guy we we it's the running joke he, we knew he was going to be cricket wireless guy like he was going to be reading those ads for him and he was it's just they completely nerfed him along the way and that's so unfortunate because he is if he is Roman's kryptonite, he is Roman's kryptonite, but uh Roman Reigns is both of their kryptonite tonight. He is back. I did not see that coming. Uh Somebody asked me in the Q&A last week, and I was like, no time soon. I don't think so. And WWE didn't think so for a long time. When Jimmy got a cameo from Roman Reigns to troll me, I don't know why he thought that would troll me, but... He said people would be pissed off when he's back. I don't think they are. I think as of right now, people are very excited for him. He beat the living shit out of both of these guys with a chair, with spears, with everything. He beat the crap out of them.
2: When I saw that Instagram picture that Roman posted a few months ago, a couple months ago, whatever it was, of him just looking absolutely ripped in the gym. I'm saying to myself, man, that Samoan badass is the guy that needs to come back. He's got to lose the vest. We need to be seeing that physique. He needs to be flaunting it like he's out on a cruise in Miami. And he needs to go out there and just be a badass, whether he's a heel or a baby face. And what we saw tonight was kind of tweenery to me, which is fine. I'd be totally OK with Roman Reigns being booked like that. I think you can have a successful top guy be a tweener. It is doable. And Roman Reigns has the movie star looks. He sure does. He's got a a great presence. Accentuate the positives and hide the negatives. The negatives were when you had the fans there, they were booing him. Well, guess what? The fans aren't there right now. So go out there and present him in a way where people are going to start to become invested in wanting to watch Roman Reigns on TV. As you said, there was a pretty darn good response to him coming out tonight. Let's see if that sustains. What is your response to his veneers? (laughs) listen i uh i myself have done different kinds of work during down periods so i understand it i get it you got to do what you got to do ultimately
1: you're on television this is one of the most super chatted topics that we've had Uh, colt bedo says i was waiting on otis to cash in on the fiend now i mean yeah i was and i saw a lot of people say oh well why didn't he cash in perfect time for otis No, it was not. Roman Reigns would have beat the crap out of him. (laughs) Roman Reigns would have destroyed him. So I think that was bad. But uh, J.K. Schwal says, Bad boy Roman LFG. Yes, uh, I hope so. Uh, This Roman Reigns is what I want. And this show, I think he needed that time off. I think he needed the time off because this has people
2: excited for him, John. Sometimes... Absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? So you have him go away. He he needs to be cutting authentic promos like he did when he came back from his leukemia battle. It needs to be real. He just needs to be the guy that we all know he can be. He needs to not be the big dog. He needs to be yes. Roman Reigns. And if you can go out there and do that with him. It will inject some life into SmackDown because I got to be real with you, man. I had a chance to watch SmackDown live in its entirety for the first time in a while this past week. And it felt, outside of the opening segment, it felt like such a lifeless show. Yeah. I really hope that Roman Reigns can inject something into that. Uh,
1: We got a super chat saying, oh, it was from Hannah, saying, with a Roman with the blue contacts, new teeth, and jacked body, God bless him, he was yoked I have never seen him look like that my god yes I, and also John I don't believe that we heard a theme song
2: no he just came through just came through the uh
1: I mean, I, I mean at the end like we didn't hear dun-un, dun-un. Nope. and I hope we don't hear it again because that's the Shields music let it be the Shields music let him move on he's a big enough star uh Anshu kamal asked a question that's on a lot of people's mind is roman the leader of retribution even his t-shirt said wreck everything and leave
2: it's it's a thought and obviously the shield kind of debuted in a similar fashion to retribution like the whole style of it i don't think roman reigns needs that i don't know what the direction for retribution is quite frankly I don't think he needs that. I'd kind of rather just see Roman Reigns be a top guy and be a badass.
1: What I would like to see is Retribution comes out there and then Roman beats the living shit out of every single one of them and they never come yeah. back. And that is it. He writes them off. Take that uh, Antifa. There, <laughs> there was once where they, they hyped up the debut of Dan Matha on NXT. Here he comes, Dan Matha, And it was all a false thing just to set up Samoa Joe crushing him. And that was it. And then writing him off TV. Dante V says, global pandemic is still happening, so I don't feel comfortable with Roman being here. Ultimately, it's him being comfortable. And I trust his judgment on that situation because he knew well enough to get out. Although, uh, I think that uh, Goldberg could have been just as detrimental to his health as uh, COVID.
2: Yeah, and the reality is they are doing COVID testing now. Yes. They are in a much bigger environment where there is more opportunity to distance and... They are being safer about it. Both you and I have covered this at nauseum. They are it, it it has been a roller coaster of a situation. And I think for him to come back, he has to feel very confident in the procedures they have in place.
1: J.K. Schwal says, Is the spear the fiends kryptonite? Well that and the jackhammer it would appear in WWE booking. Uh, Rob Reed says, the biggest star of all time was a tweener. Stone Cold never acted like a true baby face, he was just a badass. That's what we've been wanting out of Roman. When he came out and he said, this is my yard now, that's what I wanted out of him. That's I wanted him to be like, yeah, you all booed me for beating up this guy. Tough. Tough. Justin Lopez brings up the line that Roman said. He says, this has always been mine. You're just a freak with a mask who couldn't handle the responsibility. I like that.
2: A little bit of feist there, and he called out Stroman, too. He said something to him on the outside. I forget what it was. But uh, he basically said, you're my bitch or something like that. Yes. Like, yeah. Well, that's, that's how it has been booked.
1: We're wrapping up our Super Chats, guys. If you want to get one in, go ahead and do that. But still leave a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe. Will Ware says, didn't think WWE were capable of pulling off an actual surprise. But Roman looks like a heel and I'm all for it. Should he beat The Fiend at Payback? I don't think he should wrestle at Payback.
2: No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not. I wouldn't have a universal championship match at Payback. I don't need to see another Braun Strowman and Fiend match. That is for sure. I think, as you were kind of alluding to, Payback should be to get the women's tag titles on the show. They'll do another WWE championship match. You can do
1: Corbin will be there.
2: You can do styles and Hardy again if you need to. So that's kind of what that's more for. I can't believe I'm going to be back here next Sunday, but you know what? (laughs) I'd rather it be another short show than a six hour SummerSlam. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I agree with that. I did not want to be here on my birthday though. So there I'll be Kiwi Rob says, Hey, Sean and John, do you think we'll see Reigns flying at payback, or what do you see happening with Roman? I think Roman hurts somebody real bad at payback, but I don't think that, that he has a
2: match there. You know, I'm thinking about that segment from SmackDown that opened up this past week. What if Roman Reigns had just come out and just beat the crap out of the entire SmackDown roster? That would have been
1: great. I mean a lot of people would have hated it too though. Oh, he's burying everybody.
2: But guess what? He doesn't care. He's beating up baby faces. He's being
1: up heels. Mm. Honestly, it would have been kinda cool if uh Retribution was getting the upper hand, and then he came out and beat up all them and he's just like Do I have to do everything around here? Type of thing. Yeah. Kelsey XO, all great to see Kelsey there. Love Kelsey. She says, SRS, be honest. Do you prefer the camera cuts of Roman From the front of the back, uh, Jesus, hashtag FTF. These camera cuts are so nauseating and so frustrating all the time. At one point, production did a crowd shot to a video screen, John.
2: It's horrible. You work in television. I do. This is not normal. It is not. And if you recall, I posted that video. On um, the la- I think it was the last week that Goldberg and Roman were on TV together of that stare down when they flipped the table, and you could hear the cuts. Take one, yes. cut or yeah, Ready one, take one. Ready three, take three. Ready two, take two. And it was, were, it is not normal. It is not normal. There were
1: 182 camera cuts that I counted in a Bianca Belair-Zelina six-minute match a couple weeks ago. Yeah, 182 of them. Wow. Justin Lopez says, SummerSlam or TakeOver Triple X. I will remember SummerSlam much more. I agree. Because of what happened. Anakin JMT says, John, do you realize there's now a joke whenever Brian comes out
2: and now you have to go, well, it's the big stro. We've been doing that over on Living the Gimmick for three years now. At the LTG Podcast on Twitter, we drop it every single Tuesday. Myself and Doug McDonald. It's a lot of fun. You should go subscribe. Check that out. And that's a perfect compliment to all of Fightful's great podcast. I've, I've been on there. It's a good time. <laughs> we tarped things off. We did tarp things off. There are a lot of people
1: who don't get that joke, and I'm going to let them not get that joke, because I like I, the fact that I do get that joke. I agree. B Megs 19 says, Any book is a children's book if the kid can read. That's true. Joe Winkle says, Maybe months was the wrong way to put it for Drew and Orton, but I understand your point. Was trying to get they left us wanting more. That they did. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. Anshu Kamal says, FTF, FTF, FTF. She definitely didn't say JTJ. And then Throwback27 closes us out and says, woke up from a rough night for a second to see how SummerSlam went and seen main stuff. Heard my sister yelling that Roman was back. And she said, this is a wicked pissa. Wicked pissa. He's a Boston boy. Yeah, check. Yes, sir, bub. Also, guys, check out, check out uh, Throwback's channel. I was on there today doing match memories with him. I picked WCW Spring Stampede. 1999. But um, he says, with Roman back after The Fiend, what does this mean for Goldberg? No, he's he's done for the year. He's not coming back till next year. But um, Zach Conner says, sign me up for serious riddle versus Roman. Ooh, that would be good. That'd be real good. But uh, that was SummerSlam. John, we went longer than usual, and I, I thank you for, for staying on with us. But let the people know where they can follow you. Obviously, Spectrum Sports. Uh, obviously, at John Alba, Living the Gimmick Podcast, but tell people about it.
2: Yeah, well, first off, I again, I really appreciate you having me. I fully take responsibility for you going long tonight, uh, so I, I, I do it's blue apologize. Chew. It's blue Chew. you. It, it's true. Um, yeah, you can find me uh, at John Alba, J-O-N-A-L-B-A, on Twitter. Uh, myself and Doug McDonald drop the Living the Gimmick Pro Wrestling Podcast every single Tuesday. It is an entertaining spin on pro wrestling we take a little bit of a different approach uh and we also have a patreon for that as well patreon.com forward slash living the gimmick we do watch alongs we got SummerSlam 98 watch along coming up which should be a lot of fun the highway to hell uh we we do a lot of bonus content over there and uh yeah you know i've i've really and and i thank you personally for this too um i i take a lot of pride in in doing reporting the right way and i think you do the you do reporting the right Thank way you. well that's why i think you and i get along very well um but i am a sports reporter who dabbles into pro wrestling and i also i should note i host the limitless wrestling podcast limitless wrestling uh one of the best promotions in all of new england yeah there's some great work and i i, I heard uh, something through the rumor mill that you might be talking to a pretty big figure in limitless wrestling soon so I'm looking forward to that. That's what I hear from my friends in high places.
1: Indeed. Indeed. Anakin JMT says, longer show equals more Super Chats. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But you guys can come back and Super Chat Mondays after Raw. Uh, Wednesdays on the Wednesday Night War. Fridays for SmackDown. Then you got Jeremy Lambert's Distraction Podcast. And I'm right back here next Sunday. I'm also here Thursday. I don't have a night off. Hot dog uh follow john he's got great work uh he's he's Thank breaking you. news uh he's never won an Emmy but i have wait wait what i won an Emmy this
2: may come as a surprise to you but I won an Emmy i see you're you're going the full chris van vliet gimmick on me right now yo he and i there's an open challenge and you Ooh. might have to get involved with this you might have to get involved with this i i might recruit you for this Myself and a partner versus Chris Van Vliet and a partner. Winner takes the other's Emmy. Ooh. Well, here's, what, here's um, what I love. can put on the line. A promotional
1: box of brisk iced tea to promote the Hobbs and Shaw movie. <laughs> and let me, let me just show you this. They sent this to me. It's because they wanted me to open up a can of Whoop-ass. That's and, outstanding. I mean, I guess I just did an unboxing of some sorts, but I don't know what they thought I was gonna do with this, but <laughs> hey, it's a good time. Guys, uh check out check out Living the Gimmick, check out John Alba, and check out all of uh the great content at Fightful. Until next time, we're out.